What are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? Well, first, I got to do a little recap on that series against the Atlanta Braves for what it means for the D-backs moving forward. And then part three with Javier Reyes of Locked on Padres, drafting the best team based off trade deadline targets, all on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You are Locked on Diamondbacks. Your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? Always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. One of those platforms is YouTube, so please hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel. Now we'll get into the draft once again with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres, where he draft the best players to make a team based off trade deadline targets. But before we get there, I first want to talk to you guys about the D-backs and Brave series, because this series against Atlanta shows us once again why baseball is such a weird sport. And I think the playoffs the last couple of years have showed us, right? Because you play 162 games, like for everyone who is against shortening the season schedule what's the argument that they always make a guy like tim kirchner always says 162 is just the perfect number of games for telling you the true outcome of these teams well if that's true why do you play 162 games and then the final wild card spot in the phillies and braves the last couple years i don't even know if those teams are the final wild card spot but Two wildcard teams in the Phillies and Braves the last couple of years have gone to the World Series. The Padres last year, another wildcard team, was in the championship series. So it's hard to say 162 games gives you the most realistic outcome of these teams and you know the actual ceiling of these teams if after 162 games you have a year where the Dodgers set every franchise record and then they lose in their first playoff series like that's why I'm like we should shore in the schedule and this D-backs series against the Braves I mean the D-backs have been so bad against above 500 near 500 teams since mid-June we rattled off their schedule the other day the Giants the Blue Jays uh they got swept twice I mean the Blue Jays were one of those teams the New York Mets were the other team that swept them like they've been losing to at least uh you know at or above 500 teams for the last month plus and against the Atlanta Braves arguably the best team in baseball I was very scared going to this series D-backs on a four-game losing streak D-backs a below 500 team like their last probably 27 games now um prior to this Atlanta Braves series but the D-backs Bounced back in a big way. Their offense was incredible. At least five runs in each game. Game one against the Braves was probably the most exhilarating game of the season. A true 16-13 slugfest where you needed every single run from both sides because they were going back and forth inning after inning. Game two, Ryan Nelson, who we have to put some respect on his name because if you look at, um, I, I think in his 
previous start, not this one against the Braves, but in his previous start, he was bad. But if you look at Ryan Nelson, like four of his last five, or I think five of his last six starts, he's given up like three earned runs or less. Like he's starting to pitch pretty well recently as well. It's kind of on that Tommy Henry you know, train where he really struggled early, but starting to come around a little bit. I like him more than a Zach Davies who's kind of hurt right now. Um, So Tommy Henry and Ryan Nelson, maybe those guys could be fine for your number four and five starter, but I still would like the D-backs to go out there and trade for someone at number three. But Ryan Nelson, great in game two. D-backs win game two. Game three, I thought the D-backs were going to not cruise to a victory, but Zach Allen, I thought looked really good. Of course, we needed a big shutdown inning in the seventh inning. He wasn't able to give that to us, but still seven strong innings from Zach Gallon. Dominic Canzone had a huge hit and what was it game two I think and then it was either no I think it was game one in the big slugfest and then he hit a monster three-run shot to give the D-backs the lead in game three this felt like a very positive series vibe where the D-backs were going to get the sweep after a four-game losing sweep uh, after a four-game losing streak get a sweep against the best team in baseball but unfortunately Miguel Castro who killed the D-backs if you remember in the last series finale against the Braves where the D-backs could have taken two out of three against Atlanta with two outs in the ninth inning Miguel Castro gave up a grand slam and it was deja vu once again because Miguel Castro in the eighth inning gives up a three-run shot and the lead, and the Braves never look back. So maybe Miguel Castro just needs to stop pitching against the Braves, but feels like the D-backs might have found their new closer with Kevin Ginkel. We're on this closer carousel. We've been on it the whole season. We've tried the Castros, the McGuffs, the Schaefins of the world. Now it feels like it's Kevin Ginkel's time to get on the closer carousel in terms of mentality in terms of edge and toughness Kevin Ginkle might have all the intangibles that you want in a closer it just sometimes the actual tangible part the command sometimes that can be an issue sometimes it gets home run happy but I'm down to give Kevin Ginkle a shot at the closer D-backs offense good in this series 400 batting average at runners scoring position D-backs bounce back in a big way. And now up next, they have to face the red-hot Cincinnati Reds. Not going to be easy. Going to see a guy in Ella De La Cruz and like three other dudes. Like I said before the season, my prediction was the D-backs were going to have multiple rookies finish in the top five of the NR Rookie of the Year voting. I think that prediction should have been for Jeff Carr of the Cincinnati Reds because it looks like the Reds are going to have multiple players with the Ella De La Cruz's, the Andrew Abbott's, the Spencer Steers. I think the Reds are going to have multiple rookies finish as top five finalists. But with the Reds, Obviously, they've been playing well. Their pitching still isn't that strong. So I want to see this D-backs offense continue to thrive and win another series against the red-hot Cincinnati Reds. Now let's get into that conversation. Part three with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres. He just picked Tim Anderson in the draft. So we're going to pick up from there. Uh, I might be putting my DH on the back burner for a little bit. Did you take Anderson with your middle infield? Yeah, I'm taking him with with, uh, middle infield. Get that done. Okay, middle. Get that done. Okay, so maybe I do want to just knock out the DH right now because I just kind of want to make you pick the first pitcher off the board. I want you to take the first starting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know jerk. if I want to take him. And I guess I don't know. I guess for wild card, we could put anyone in that wild card position, huh? It doesn't even have to be a position player. I totally forgot about yeah. the wild card. So maybe I totally forgot oh, about it too. Maybe I make. I that totally one. forgot about it. Yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> that wild card could really be the big swing piece in this. We whole, totally uh, forgot about our own rules. Go ahead. 
<laughs> uh, you know what? But I'm just going to go back to the pitcher market. I could take one of Tim Anderson's teammates here. I could take, because I thought you were going to take someone. I thought you were going to take a pitcher from Tim Anderson's uh, White Sox squad. Um, Mm-mm. There's two pitchers, really, you could take. One's a guy who's struggling, but we all consider like a tier one pitcher. But I don't know how likely he is to be moved at this deadline. The second guy in the rotation, I think, has a very strong chance to be moved. But I'm going to take neither one of those guys right now. The guy I'm actually going to take because I just love messing with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres. So I'm actually going to take a Padre as my first pitcher off the board. This is a man who I think still has that stink on him from his first season with San Diego. But if you look at his first half versus second half splits, he was a 4-9-9 ERA in the first half, a 3-2-4 ERA in the second half. And basically three of the last four years, he's pitched under a 3-5 ERA. He's having a really strong season this year. Bring me home Blake Snell lefty starter Snell not a ton of strong lefties out there in the major league baseball world on the market Blake Snell comes into this season currently um, with the best hits per nine in the National League, a sub three ERA. He's got almost 140 strikeouts at the time of us recording. Blake Snell, I'm taking as the most coveted starting pitcher that you want on the deadline. Um, but honestly, there's so many elite starting pitchers at the deadline. You could you could told me there's three other guys you would take before Blake Snell. I would I wouldn't even be mad at you. But because we're doing a crossover lockdown Padres, I got to take Blake <laughs> Snell as my starting pitcher for this team. Yeah, I mean, he's great, right? Uh, he's been great. Uh, strikeout rate over 40%, basically over his last nine starts. ERA under one. He is catching fire at the perfect time as if he knows and wants to be traded. Uh, his value is through the roof. He's been excellent. And he's won a Cy Young before. He's done it big on the big stage, obviously famously in the World Series that they pulled him from. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that's probably the best available out of the rumored starting pitchers to be traded i'd say is blake snell because that swing and miss stuff yes he walks batters but sometimes it just doesn't seem to matter the only the only gripe against him would be uh is his defense padres one of the best defenses in baseball is that covering (laughs) up for him just a tad bit yes but i think it also doesn't matter because of the swings and misses where it's like yeah he needs some help there but also who cares like he's also striking out like 14 batters a game so you know shouts to blake snell he's been awesome and he's super fun and you'll get some good interviews out of him uh if he does go to your favorite team trust me it's been a delight for my next pick i am finally getting a pitcher and i'm going with a guy who just screams intangibles i'm not a fan of his i will say not a fan of his but I do think that he's an effective pitcher. I had a weirdly down year last year after making a lot of noise in the offseason over where he was going to go. But I am going with my first starting pitcher, Marcus Stroman of the Chicago Cubs. Writing seems to be on the wall yeah. there. Right? Like, it seems like he's kind of almost basically practically hinted at the fact that he kind of wants to be traded and it's been weird over there with the Cubs. So I think it's going to be Marcus Stroman uh, as the other uh, tier one starter. I think that leaves... Uh, for sure era this year at 2.86 his fip isn't bad either 2.6 f4 if you want to go there he's not striking out a ton of batters but doesn't make a lot of mistakes i think is the big thing with him and he does have that edge that i think teams particularly gms who really buy into that stuff are going to like that he's the type of dude that you bring in there immediately seems like a lion he's going to rule the locker room he's going to be a big voice um again i'm not a fan of his but i think as a pitcher in a vacuum he's very good so i'm going to go with marcus stroman as my first starting pitcher 
Yeah, and at 32 years old, I think it would make sense for the Cubs to trade a guy like that. Cody Bellinger, I think it would be smart for them to keep a guy like Marcus Stroman, early 30s. I wouldn't mind seeing him get moved. But real quick on Blake Snell, he's going to be an impending free agent, Javi. What do you think of the yeah. chances that the Padres re-sign him? Because, I mean, their roster is totally expensive. But Blake Snell's been their best starting pitcher probably this year. <sighs> AJ Preller, your best starting pitcher is the one that's about to leave. But, hey, good thing you locked up Darvish until he's, like, 45 years old. Yeah, um, I don't think it's happening. I really don't. I think that we would have at least had rumors if they were thinking of keeping him locked up. And they have so much money, too much money, committed to too many players, I think, on this team right now that I think it's unlikely. And that's why he's been such a popular name in trade rumors. Well, we got six more picks here on the draft. And we're going to damn. continue our draft in just a second. <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a, a long one. But we have to have a quick word from our sponsor, Sleeper, because if you want to win 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball, Sleeper is now offering up to 100 times payout for up to an eight-pick contest. Choose as many as eight players you like. And also choose some of your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right, and you can win big tonight. I'm taking Aaron. Well, I can't take Aaron Judge. He's actually hurt. But I'm going to take Vlad Guerrero Jr. I'm going to take Shohei Otani to hit a home run. And guess what? If they do that, I'm going to win a ton of money. Sleeper is a fancy sports plus real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. And guess what? When football season rolls around, I use Sleeper for my dynasty football league. It's absolutely fantastic to keep all the players saved from year to year i think i just had a fly like fly into my ear so i sorry if i freaked out there on the youtube <laughs> on the youtube video but use promo code locked on and you'll get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states check out sleeper today Don't forget to catch every D-backs pitch on their hometown broadcast. We can download the series XM app and search up either Diamondbacks or Padres on the app. Now back here with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres. I have him kidnapped doing an hour-long plus draft <laughs> today because I need the content because I am traveling this week. So, Javi, we are on pick. Let me see. I am keeping track. You just took the 10th overall pick with Marcus Stroman as your starting pitcher. That means I'm back on the board, and I am just having so much fun with how this draft is just falling to me. This is another guy who is... I believe an impending free agent. Let me just double check. Yeah, he is an impending free agent. And I had to double check because it's another one of your favorite players off your favorite team, the San Diego Padres. And I'm taking a reliever now because this Padres team is super expensive and you can't keep all these free agents, right, Javi? So I got to go with arguably the best closer in Major League Baseball. I just get to add him to my team and my roster on this best available trade deadline target draft. I'm adding Josh Hader, who is once again having a phenomenal season. And for Padres Nation, yeah, you traded for Hader last year, but I don't think you probably gave up a ton. You could go trade him again this 
trade deadline when he probably has more value than he had last year because at this time last year, Milwaukee traded him and he had a 4-2-4 ERA. Well, guess what? He's a 103 ERA right now. He's got 22 saves, so you can actually probably get more value than what he gave up for Josh Hader at this time last season. So I'm taking him as my first reliever off the board in this draft. Yeah, I mean, he should be the, the leader of the first reliever off the board. He's been excellent despite a weird Padres bullpen, you know, that's been imploding lately. He's been pretty money, like basically borderline, like basically the entire time. Right. Like he's been excellent. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to miss him, but it does make sense. And also he was probably going to be gone after the season anyway, especially with how the Padres had loaded up and they had, you know, gotten um, what's his name. Give me a minute. I have to think. What's yeah. this guy's name? Uh, hold on. Uh, Robert Suarez uh, of the Padres, who they extended okay. uh, in the offseason. So that told me that they were like, OK, cool. We're definitely going to go out here and we're going to try and, um, you know, be good this year. But we're also ready to move on, um, I think. Uh, so I think that that's, you know, it makes sense. And because they're bad, they're probably going to trade him. He's going to be one of the most coveted players probably on the entire market. Uh, in general, because he fits everybody and relievers get dealt all the time at the deadline. So that's what I think is going to happen. And he's he's a really good player, man. I mean, he's a really good player. Um, so I'm curious to see how uh, exactly like what what package will the Padres get for him? Because they can still get a pretty penny and it'd be really helpful uh, reloading and heading into next year, I think, for the Padres. So, yeah, good pick, sir. So you don't think he's resigning with the team either then? No, no way. I don't see it. No way. Dang. Josh Hader, hidden for agency. He's only going to be like 31 years old. So he's another guy they could give like a three year deal to once he hits free agency and pony up for like, I don't know, $60 million, something like that. (laughs) All right, Javi. Next pick for you. Number 12 overall. Who are we going with? Ah, man. So with Hader gone, I kind of am of the opinion that now it's just like whatever reliever, right? Like I don't really care who I get now Mm -hmm. um, at reliever. just personally. Um, so what real quick, the wild card has to be a position player, correct? I think the wild card could be anything, just a person that you want to add to your team. Okay. So if they're if the wild the card can be anybody, player, anybody wait, you could add any obviously they gotta be a real trade because the DH is gonna be that position player. So your wild card could be anybody. Of course, it's gotta be a realistic trade deadline target, but yeah, it could be pitcher or position player for that wild card spot. um of the wild card let me see here this is tough dude this is honestly i I think this is our toughest like uh trade thing yet um but i'm gonna go with another picture just because i don't know exactly what's going on so with the wild card i'm gonna go with lucas giolito of the white Sox. Mm. weird picture but i think it's interesting that the dieters have been interested in him um i think that he has room to grow i think that He's tinkered with his mechanics and his delivery before. So why not go to a team like the Dodgers who can like show him the right way? He's got some control. His time is up with the White Sox. So I don't know. I just I believe that he's got a little bit of a second gear left um, in him. Um, I really do. And I think that team at the deadline, it, it could go poorly. We saw how poorly it went last year, but I still think Giolito has a lot of value. So I'm going to go with him. Yeah, Giolito is really good. He's having a really strong season. He was actually going to be my next pick for my wild card wow. as well, just because, um, yeah, we're, we're kind of stepping on each other's toes here a little bit. I mean, he's got the sub-3-5 ERA. He's been a really strong 
starter mid-rotation guy for the last few years in the Chicago White Sox. I think he's just that perfect guy. If you're a team like the D-backs, you just need one more starter behind a Zach Gallen and a Merrill Kelly. Put a Giolito, your number three, who is like 28 years old, perfectly fits the timeline with a nice young team on the rise. I think a Giolito could fit the needs of a lot of teams. So I love that pick for your wild card. Kind of stole my wild card pick a little bit right there. So next, I could either go, I only have two picks left, DH and wild cards, so the two really you know spots on my team that could be filled with anyone. Um, I think I'm going to go with wild card here as well. Spiritually, since we didn't take really any superstars in this draft, I'm not going to take Dylan Cease as one of the White Sox starting pitchers because I do think he's probably a trade deadline target, but he's also like a true tier one pitcher, even though he's having a little bit of a down year. I think if you were to trade Dylan Cease, you're still expecting like a King's ransom back. So I don't know what the likelihood that he gets moved this deadline just because his price tag might be too expensive in a mm-hmm. trade. I think someone like Giolito's a more realistic target. So I'm not even going to take a Dylan Cease in this draft. I'm going to go with a real um, guy here who I think should have been the all-star representative for his team. Instead, they chose the worst starting pitcher in Michael Lorenzen, but I'm going with Eduardo Rodriguez in my wild card spot. Erod, who has mm. had a nice little comeback after dealing with some heart issues from COVID complications and just haven't really been in the limelight. Um, he's kind of had an up and down career. He's had some good seasons with Boston. He's been all right with Detroit. But this year with Detroit, he's looked really good. I think he's had an all-star level season, even though he didn't make it to the all-star team. I think he should have been the Tigers representative. But he's got a sub-three ERA. He's got almost double-digit strikeouts per nine. He's got almost a below a one whip. I just think overall, Erod has had a really strong season, and he's just another one of those guys like a Giolito. If you can add him and he's your number three starter in your rotation as a lefty, I think you feel really good as a playoff team. Javi and I will continue our draft in just a second, but first, I need to tell you guys about eBay Motors because for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply And don't forget to catch every D-backs pitch on the hometown broadcast when you download the Sirius XM app and search up Diamondbacks. Yeah, I mean, Eduardo has been really good before. He got really unlucky two years ago back when he was with the Red Sox. Just all the expected stuff was really rough for him. But he's, you know, bouncing back slowly. And he was going through it. I mean, he had some off the field issues um, last year that kind of prevented him from being, you know, on the team uh, in, in a lot of ways. Like we barely even saw him last year. So, again, pretty solid, though. I like it. I really do. I think that um, 
he could be one of those sneaky great pickups, I think, at the deadline. And I'm curious to see what happens with him. Uh, but it, it pales in comparison to my next pick. My next okay. pick. Who is it? Second from the lot. team that is having the fire sale. Or at least I think we, we agree that out of all the teams in the sport, if there is a team that has a fire sale, it looks like it's going to be this one. And that's the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who's been lightly linked to the Yankees lately. Um, and that's Dylan Carlson. Okay. Um, oh. I think that it's tough to say whether or not they will definitively trade this guy. He's still only 24. Um, he's still only 24. And that's the problem is that a player like, I, I mean, it's more likely that they would trade Tyler O'Neill in theory, but he's also a lot older. Uh, or is he? I don't even know. How old is Tyler O'Neill? One second, please. <laughs> Let's see here. He's Hold 28. On, I got okay, so right he's, here. Got he's older. Okay. He's, he's 28. But look, Dylan Carlson, he's got a good walk rate. 243 batting average, 350 on base. He is working on the slugging and stuff. Only a 107 WRC plus, but I think he's super young and I do like that he was linked to the Yankees. And if that's the case, they might give up a decent amount for him, bring in a young controllable asset. And the Yankees are just not about acquiring superstars these days because they are pulling a similar strategy to the Red Sox, pretending they're poor. Um, so I'm going to go with him. I know that that sounds a little bit icky and weird. It feels like it's one of those reports that's like, okay, yeah, sure. We always get like a yeah, sure kind of guy. I think Nolan Arenado is another one where it was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, somebody, someone needed to rack up some engagement today. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, I think that that's kind of what happened there. But hopefully with Dylan Carlson, maybe they're thinking we need to, uh, you know, kind of, um, what's the word? Uh, reset totally the Cardinals and they're going to try and trade Dylan Carlson and get a lot. So, Yeah. And we saw these two teams last year, make a trade with the Jordan Montgomery, Harrison Bader, <laughs> a little trade deadline uh, yeah. things, uh, acquisitions. So we've seen these two teams be trade partners before. I think the whole Cardinals experience, like they have a lot of young talent who's like solid, but I don't know if we feel like any of their young talent's going to pop into stars. Like they got the Gormans, the Brendan Donovans, they got Dylan Carlson's like, they got so many dudes who are between like 22 and 28 years old, but I don't know how many of them you're like, these are true foundational building blocks. These are guys who we can build our franchise around. A lot of them feel like nice supplemental complimentary pieces, but I don't know if the Donovan's and Nolan Gorman's are going to be the guys that bring you into the next generation of great St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Like they're probably the perfect pieces to have surrounding your Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenados. But if you were to trade the Arenados and Goldschmidt's of the world, I don't know if you could build around the team with the other young players that this team currently has. So uh, I'm very curious to see how the Cardinals attack the next couple of weeks as we approach the trade deadline. So Dylan Carlson, and that was outfielder for you. They took him. Yeah. Okay, outfielder. So this is going to be my last pick of the draft. Number 15th overall, and I already know who I'm going with because I got to go with a DH here. And I'm picking a guy from a team that's in last place, even though they got the championship or bust mentality. This team is absolutely terrible. The Colorado Rockies. I'm taking a little Randall Gritchek. I don't know if I pronounced his last name right. He's just another one of those guys who's not going to be sexy when you see his name, uh, see his name come across the taker. But he's batting 300. He's got over 800 OPS. Hasn't really shown the pop this year, only five home runs in 55 games. But if you look at his time from 2016 to like 2019, 
24 home runs, 22 home runs, 25, 31 home runs. Back in 2021, had 22 home runs. So this is a guy with multiple seasons above 20 home runs, despite the power output not being there this season. And the fact he is in Coors Field probably makes you a little bit concerned with the power output this year. But I think this is someone that still swing a super sweet bat, can just be a stabilizing force, and maybe a change of scenery will lead to a little bit more power output for the rest of the year. So I think Randall Gritchett could just be another one of those solar types who just come in and can make a real difference for you, probably in like that number six or seven spot in your lineup. Yeah, it makes sense. I believe he was linked to the Yankees as well uh, recently. So this is Gritchick, right? Yeah, Gritchick. Yeah, uh, I think he was linked to the Yankees. He's probably the likelier one that gets traded because it's possible that the Cardinals, now that I'm thinking about it, like they reportedly didn't want to trade. Uh, it was either him or Jordan Walker in the Juan Soto uh, sweepstakes last year. So maybe they still believe in him a lot. I don't know. It depends. One of those guys is going to go. I just don't know who because they have too many outfielder, I think, uh, with the Tyler Neal potentially coming back. So, yeah, um, makes sense, man. Good pick. I, I don't have much else to add. Either. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I don't think there's too much to add on a Randall Gritchick. How are you going to wrap yeah, us up here, though? Last pick of the yeah. draft. Last pick of the draft. It's my relief pitcher. I think that I could be weird and pick someone like Adbert Ozole. Alzole. Maybe he's someone that picks, starts you know, picking up steam, but he's got a good strikeout rate for the Cubs. And he's a reliever, so bottom line, he could be moved. But I'm going to go with guys who I feel like we know more likely are getting moved. And I'm going to go, go with Jordan Hicks, again, of the um, St. Louis Cardinals, just because... They're probably having a fire sale. It's very likely that he gets moved, and I have to keep that in mind. Scarp Ballo and Justin Lawrence are two other guys. Rockies, uh, young Rockies pitcher, uh, relief pitcher, and then Scarp Ballo, who's been very good for a few years now uh, for the Royals. Not as much this year, so maybe that's why he won't get moved. But Jordan Hicks, hey, reading from Bleacher Report, you know, uh, he's he's got a triple-digit sinker <laughs> and a slider that's generated a 55.8% whiff rate. That's really cool, and something tells me he's definitely getting traded because they have put him in this, the closer's role lately, partially because Ryan Helsley's been hurt. He was their all-star closer last year. But that tells me, oh, they want to get him some closer experience to show teams that he can do it. Conspiracy Javi, maybe, that he can be a closer, a frontline guy. He's been good before, and I think that, that he gets moved. So I'm going with Jordan Hicks out of the bullpen. Not as impressive as your guy, but nonetheless, I think he'd be pretty effective, and it's going to get moved. Wow, Jordan Hicks, wrapping up the draft, I had him definitely as my number two closer reliever for this um, little um, exercise that we did today. So I'm not mad at all for you. So just to recap the draft, number one to me was Cody Bellinger as my corner Mm -hmm. infielder. Number two to you, corner infielder Candelario. Then I took outfielder number three. You took outfielder McCutcheon number four. I took Duvall outfielder number five. You took Rooker DH number six. I took... Brandon Drury, number seven, as my middle infielder. You got Tim Anderson, number eight, middle infielder. Then I took Blake Snell as the first pitcher off the board. You took Stroman, number 10. I took Hader, number 11. You took Giolito as your wild card, number 12. I took Erod as my wild card, number 13. Then you got Dylan Carlson, outfielder, 14. I took Gritchick as my DH, 15. And then you got Jordan Hicks as your closer to round it out. Any final honorable mentions or guys that we didn't talk about today, they want to just spend a couple minutes on because I just had a 
a couple of dudes down. Like when I looked at the Giants team, they had some players that I didn't know if they were really going to be considered trade deadline targets because you look at some of the lists like on Bleacher Report, like CBS Sports, like a Jock Peterson or J.D. Davis. Like the Giants are now ahead of the D-backs in the NOS standing. So I don't know if they're going to just start selling off some of the pieces on their team. But a team like the St. Louis Cardinals, a Jordan Montgomery, a Paul DeJong, I think those are a couple more names mm-hmm. to keep an eye on as we approach this trade deadline. Yeah, for sure. And then some of the relievers that I mentioned, and again, it's possible that a guy like Soto, at least even if it's a small chance that maybe the Padres fully commit to selling and blow it up, totally possible. And there's probably some other guys that we don't even know about. And then, of course, Otani, who we barred from this draft, likely because Miller didn't want to take a chance that if he lost the coin toss that I would pick him and automatically win the draft. That's possible. He probably had some nefarious motives behind the scenes. But nonetheless, uh, that is it. And sir, this is is a a pretty in-depth uh draft i'm really curious to see how the deadline goes man i think it might surprise people i thought it was going to be light but i actually think it might surprise people we might have some fun stuff so looking forward to it yeah and the best and the best player that we didn't talk about that could potentially get moved because i want to see what the new york mets do baby max scherzer just because they've been we've seen his name floated around a bunch i know we're looking at that talk in baseball um trade draft and they had scherzer (laughs) to the d-backs I think I've even seen Chris Rose um, do that, too, because that would just be fun. Scherzer started his career with Arizona, one of the worst trades of all time to trade away, you know, <laughs> arguably the best pitcher of our generation. Like the, the fact that the back traded that man away and just absolutely terrible. So let's bring him back age 45 when he's having the worst season of his career to really help his D-backs make their deep postseason run. Javier Reyes, I've had him on the pod now for an hour and 10 minutes. I'm sure my man is ready to get off. I'm sure he's done talking. He's like, I'm not doing a pod for the rest of the week. But Javi, the listeners need to know where can they find you online and where can they listen to you? Find me at LO underscore Padres or at Javapeno for my personal account. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube. Just cracked a thousand subs. So please do that. And then until next time, man, everybody just stay faithful. That's just what you got to do. You got to stay faithful. Yeah, stay faithful. Snail and hater to the D-backs. Let's make it happen. At Creator Thomas 24 for the personal account on Twitter or look up Lockdown Diamondbacks Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, check out our YouTube channels, Lockdown Diamondbacks, Lockdown Padres on YouTube. And please hit that subscribe button. Another week, another draft, another crossover with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres. Until next week, sir. Doses. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Come back next week for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. We do listen.